Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I am the boy god, Matt Golden. This is a bonus episode in the middle of the week because we missed time some stuff, but now we're actually getting to the DC number ones, finally. Not the DC, the December number ones. Yeah, we're only talking about the DC December number ones. I mean, it was close. DC, just throw an E inside there, you get the abbreviation for December. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Here and, in January and happy holidays, as Justin Timberlake once wrote. Um, so... Have we talked about our Christmas yet? How was your Christmas? It was good. Yeah? Did you yeah. get stuff? Yeah, I did. I'm did. so happy for you that you got stuff. <laughs> How about you? Did you get stuff? I did, and I was happy with what I got. And, you know, that's really the reason for the season is getting things that yes, you want that exactly. you could have bought for yourself, yes. but you selfishly uh, did not. Yes. So other people would Getting have to. more than you paid for others. Yes. That's yeah. my favorite thing is I, at the end of the year, I gather all the receipts of the things that I bought. And make sure it's less than the things that itemize I it. You have an Excel spreadsheet. Absolutely, and that's how you judge your friendships and your familiar relationships. Yes, otherwise I will get on a you know a, a cell phone bill with somebody else and make sure that I charge them that extra amount. That sounds fair. It is, in my opinion. Well, anyway, we're going to jump into it. Uh, our first, I think, this is our first Dark Horse book, as far as I can remember, that we've talked about. Yeah, on maybe, here. Uh, but it's this year's Hellboy Winter Special, uh, which I liked a lot. Uh, I did too. It's three separate stories. The first one is written by Mike Mignola and drawn by Ben Steinbeck. The second one is called The Lost One. It's written by uh, the legendary team Gabriel Baugh and Fabio Moon, who did the story in the art. And the last one is done by uh, Tonsi Zonjik. I don't know how to pronounce it. I hope that was close. And it's called The Empty Chair. I'm going to let Mr. Zonjik know that you are horrendously fucking up his name. Uh, just which one of these stories was your favorite? Um, I think the first one. With, like, the little house uh, party thing. Yeah, I thought that. It is a nice, short, like, classic little Hellboy tale. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked uh, the last one, too, the Lobster Johnson story. Uh, it's a little hectic. How do, how do you not love Lobster fucking Johnson, though? Yeah, and really, even... And there wasn't a bad story in this, though. I'll say that after no, that. Like, really this is a very, enjoy, a very enjoyable uh, winter comic. And nothing, nothing was really Christmas-themed or anything like that at all, or holiday-themed. It was more just. It was a winter special. So yeah, it was all snowy, and yeah. that was fun. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the next winter special next year. Yeah, if that happens. Yeah, I mean this is really for like the Hellboy one shot specials. They don't really ever disappoint, so I think they're always worth picking up. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun little holiday ish kind of thing. Um, and for me, I read this after Christmas, so it worked out well. I was done with Christmas. <laughs> uh, our next one is from DC Vertigo. It's called Goddess Mode. Uh, and it's written by Zoe Quinn uh, with art by Robbie Rodriguez uh, and color by Rico Renzai. Yeah, what do you think of this one? I thought it was okay. It was uh, fine. It started out really, really slow for me. Yeah, it started a little slow and then it got... It's weird because like, it's part like fantasy story in the beginning and then like a futuristic sci-fi story in the middle. And then that ties back into like the fantasy story. I'm not quite sure what was going on. There was a Scar reference in this comic, so I mean, yeah. that makes it 10 out of 10. I, I read that, and I immediately wanted to burn the book so you would <laughs> never have a chance to read it. I think this is the first thing I've read from Zoe Quinn. I can't even think of else I've read from her. No, uh, I didn't know that this was a person before today. I, I thought the art before today, even <laughs> after you read it. <laughs> I don't really read the uh, the authors too much. I might skim it, and if it's somebody I know, then I kind of focus on it. Uh, the art and color was great. Uh, it's very similar in style to the Spider-Gwen series from Marvel uh, that they put out. Yeah. Jason Latour wrote for a long time. 
Uh, so if you're a big fan of that art style, you can definitely pick this up. But this one, I think this series needs a chance to build before it really picks up steam. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a while. And now we're jumping into the first of our big boys. Uh, we're talking about... Oh, the big boys, huh? Uh, Killmonger number one from Marvel, uh, written by Brian Hill, uh, who we just talked about American Carnage, I want to say last month or the month before that. And the art in this is done by Juan Ferrara, who, like, I love his art style. He did the last bit of Benjamin Percy's Arrow run. I thought he was fantastic in this, and his art's really good in this, too. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This comic's a bust. I like this comic. Put it uh, down. Market zero. Get it, it out of here. Tries to make Killmonger's origin story not origins but like his backstory more in line with his film counterpart yeah uh but you have him interacting with misty knight uh kingpin uh and this isn't set in the current like 616 universe i don't think it is because misty's actions wouldn't make sense if they did uh and fisk i think uh wouldn't be running with them right now either uh but i enjoyed it like it's just a six issue miniseries and i'm curious to see where it goes oh, I like is it only now. six issues yeah i believe so i'm not positive about that but i think i didn't be. see that on the on the site that i that i usually get all my info from but i could I be could wrong be, i could be wrong as well neither of us know what we're talking about which is what you want <laughs> when you're getting advice from people uh the next one this is kind of a big one it's miles morales spider-man written by solomon uh ahmed who had the fantastic run on black bolt uh, he's also been writing Exiles for Marvel, which I've been disappointed by, but I loved his Black Bolt run. Black Bolt was on a bunch of uh, top comic lists last year. Yeah, it, it was a it was a great run. I think it was nominated for an Eisner too. Uh, if you're not, I think you're not mistaken. And this is a big book because Bendis has written the Miles basically since his inception, and while other characters have tackled him in like Civil War storylines or Civil War two story like stories in the Champions books, uh, it was always Bendis who wrote his solo book. So Marvel gave it to one of their up-and-coming writers. Uh, and for me, this was a mixed book. I thought it started out a little, like, slow. I didn't need to see Miles' backstory again, even though it was just for, like, one full page but a bunch of panels. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the way they drew Genki's art style. Uh, I thought he looked too different from how he looked uh, in Bendis' run. Uh, it, you get a, it picked up toward the end, I thought. Uh, he fights Rhino, uh, and that fight was a little annoying because, like, Rhino was saying, like, I'm not doing anything bad here. I'm actually trying to help people, but he wasn't listening. But the twist at the end, I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I like this book a good amount. Like Alex said, it's a little slow to start, but it's one that I'm going to tentatively pick up. I don't pick up a lot of the big uh, series like from DC and, and Marvel very often just because they're five fucking dollars a piece, which is premium <laughs> premium comic money. So I like to kind of give that more to the independents. But this is one that I think, at least for the first, you know, three to five issues, I'm going to pick up just to kind of see where it goes. Yeah, and if he maintains the level of quality he had for Black Bolt, you know you're going to be in for something special if he can replicate that. Yeah, I'm going to give it at least the first arc, I think, picking it up. Uh, our next one is Season's Beatings, which is a Marvel holiday comic written by Jason Latour, who we mentioned previously, uh, who wrote Spider-Gwen for a long time. His He works uh, with Jason Aaron on Southern Bastards as well. Uh, uh, God damn right he does. Yeah. He's the, the artist on that one? Uh, yeah, I, I think they both get a story credit, I want to say. Yeah. But he does do the art on Southern Bastards. Yeah, and it's, I love that. He was actually in my consideration uh, for Artist of the Year. Uh, I, I left him off the list, but ultimately he was he was up there for me. His art style is great. Uh, this is a book that starts out with uh, members of X-Force in the mall, Domino and Cannibal talking to one another. Uh because there's a meet X-Force panel and they're waiting on cable to show up. And then we get to see Deadpool and Dumpster in a bloody Santa costume outside. And it's just a bunch of short stories uh, collected throughout. 
and I read this after Christmas, but like I enjoyed it for just a, a fun little holiday comic. I think most stories were just fun and harmless uh, throughout it. What about you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked the uh, the Squirrel Girl, uh, Doctor Doom one the best. Yeah, uh, I love Squirrel Girl and Doctor Doom together, and Squirrel Girl and, and Deadpool's interaction was fun too. I liked the Kate Bishop Hawkeye story, or yeah, not, that one was it, solid. and with Quentin Quire uh, from the West Coast Avengers team. I thought that was a lot of fun, and even Deadpool's interjections where he's talking to. The audience was a lot of fun. He's like too. The, the narrator for the comic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and him like and it was Deadpool. So Latour mentions himself and stuff like that too. Like classic meta comic. There's poking fun at how X Wars was popular in the '90s. How Cable transported fan from the '90s uh, to come to the signing, which I thought was kind of a fun bit. Uh, so I enjoyed it. For it's not like the greatest thing ever, but like if I wrote this on like on December 20th, it'd be the perfect cozy holiday comic. Yeah, I it really think. would. We're talking about our last Marvel one now, which is X-Force, uh, written by Ed Brisson. Uh, and we talked last month about that big X book that we both thought was kind of jumbled because there was too much going on. And this book I enjoyed a lot more. I thought so far out of the new X books, this one has had the strongest start so far out of the team books. It was solid, but it it was far from my favorite. Uh, for me, it wasn't quite my cup of tea. Um, I really didn't care for Domino at the beginning. Like, There's a lot of things that I found problematic and troublesome for me. Uh, I'll probably collect or read the trade when it comes out on, on Marvel now um, or sorry, Marvel unlimited. Um, but it was all right. Like I, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't think it was terrible or anything. I loved, I mean, I love Domino a lot. Her, the Domino series written by Gail Simone is fantastic. I think everyone should read that. Uh, if you get a chance, I like the team though. It's got Warpath, Shatterstar. I'm not a huge fan of young cable. Uh, I hope eventually he just goes away and we get old cable back. I do like Deathlock on the team, but I love in the beginning. They're like I thought su- the team was kind of weak, honestly. I mean, it, it's a lot of classic X Force members. I did enjoy like in the beginning. They're like Boom Boom was supposed to be here, and then we have a backup story at the end with Boom Boom where she slept in and missed a call for the yeah. Avenger, and, was, and I like Boom Boom a lot just because she's just this reckless character. Uh, that was my favorite part, and it was yeah. the ending, and it wasn't like a cliffhanger or anything. No, it was, it was a good backup. I thought, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a strong backup. So I'm really excited to see where this theory goes. Now we're going to jump into the first image book, uh, which I think one is Matt and I are both really excited about. But it's Die, written by Kieran Gillen. Yes. Did um, this live up to your expectations? Because you and I both love Kieran Gillen. Um, Wicked and Divine is one of my favorite books ongoing right now. And I really like um, Phonogram as well by him. Yeah, I thought this was fantastic. Like, yeah. I absolutely love this. Uh, I can't wait for more. It's uh, It's a little bit Stranger Things, but a little more trippy. Yeah, and like even just like little like it starts with these uh, British kids. I believe most of them British. There's one French uh, person as well. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, in the group, who are about to play a Dungeons and Dragons type game, and they all get assigned like a die and a, their role in the group, and then they appear two years later. One's missing, another one's missing their arm. Then we jump forward like thirty years, like when they're in their forties. Yeah. yeah, and they essentially get the call that they have to return and not a call that any of them want to heed. So it's, it's a, it's very dark. It's built great suspense, a lot of mystery. And I just can't wait to see where the story goes. Yeah. This is what I'm picking up week to week, but it's gonna, it's going to be one of those where if you're not reading it in a collected trade volume, you might have to go back because I feel like there's going to be a lot to it. Yes. I think there's going to be a ton to this story. Not so much like wicked and divine where you can kind of go issue by issue month by month, but I'm still going to do that anyways. I'm going to try. Our next is Hardcore, written by Andy Diggle, with art by Alessandro VD and colors by Adriana Lucas. Hardcore! Uh, 
what do you think of this book? I don't think I've read anything by Andy Diggle, at least off the top of my head. No, I hadn't either. Um, not that I can recall anyways. And also it's, um, I think there's story assistance from Robert Kirkman. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, I thought it was all right. Uh, not my favorite thing. Um, uh, if I find it in a value bin for $5 one day, I'll definitely pick up the first <laughs> trade. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting premise. Basically you can remote into any person in the world via a dart and yeah, control like, their body without them being able to recollect or stop you. Yeah. And it's, it had a very nice twist at the end that I don't want to spoil. Uh, that kind of got me hooked, but like, I, it was fine. I thought I yeah. did enjoy Like I enjoyed the technology of like you sniping someone and controlling their body to commit whatever, uh, foreign act you needed a foreign act of crime that you needed to commit. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It starts off with a brother killing his other brother. Yeah. Uh, and turns out he's being controlled by a yeah. hardcore agent, yeah. I guess is so maybe what it, we'll it's call got, him. It's got potential. Uh, it I would does. Be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard like five years from now, like this was being developed into a series. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see where it goes. I'll probably read it digitally at some point. Like when you said, like whenever like the full trade is available. Yeah. It's not one I'm picking up week to week. Our last image book is Prodigy, uh, written by Mark Millar and drawn by Raphael Albuquerque, uh, who I think is a fantastic artist. Uh, that's a fucking team if I've ever seen one. Can this please not be another six issue? I know, like bullshit Mark Millar thing, which is almost like everything he does these uh, days. And they're also good. Too. I know Mark Millar's incredible. And I thought Prodigy was great. It's about this. I mean, this person who's a Prodigy. We see him as a kid, where he's at first like a great. I want to say it's cricket or polo, polo and polo player. Uh, and he gets beat up, so he masters uh, fighting techniques, beats the crap out of the kids the next day. Parents are having a dinner party. They go find their kids, and they see him performing open-heart open surgery on the other kid. Uh, and then we kind of flash forward to him as an adult and how he's just mastered so many things and everything's so easy to him. But then there's an invasion coming from another universe to play everything. It's up to him to solve it. So I liked it. Like, I, just, I liked hyper-intelligent characters. I like... Uh, Miller's writing style, and this is one that I'm really excited to see where it goes, and I hope it... I'm sure it will be become a Netflix series at some point, or a movie. Uh, yeah, with Netflix owning Miller World, uh, I think we're in for some treats there. But yeah, I'm picking this book up week to week, much like uh, the other Mark Miller book that we uh, did with... Uh, from Image, uh, called Magic Order, which is also fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure the trade will be out before too long, so pick that one up. Be on the lookout for that follow-up. Uh, we're going to jump into the DC books now. And the first one is one that I think Matt and I are both highly anticipating to as well. It's The Batman Who Laughs by Scott Snyder and art by Jock on there. Uh, arguably the most anticipated number one of the month. Yes, it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this book, but I was a little confused. Like, I couldn't tell if like we were in like the Earth-1 universe or if it was a different Batman that we were dealing with. Yeah, it was a little with. confusing at first, but I it started to pick up. A lot of Scott Snyder's stuff, now that I'm reading Justice League, can be a little convoluted if you're reading it issue by issue and not in a condensed volume. He's got really big, broad concepts that we saw in Metal, and if you read that week to week, it might have been a little difficult, or month to month, rather, it might have been a little difficult. This, I don't think, is going to follow that same kind of structure. This seems pretty straightforward since it's only a six-issue series. Yeah, this is, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I, I feel like his stuff is best read in trade format. Only because, like you said, like the story and the concept are so broad and not broad, but like broad, but singularly focused as well to where there's yeah. a lot of uh, the groundwork laid in issue one and issue two that you won't pick up on until you read the conclusion. So I, I thought it was great. I mean, Jock is a fantastic artist. His art is always great. Um, I'm really curious to see where it goes, but I'm going to wait for the trade on this one for myself. Absolutely. And it's a, 
they teamed up once again. So it's nice to see them back together. Snyder and Jock of Witch's fame. Yeah. Uh, and they did a run on All-Star Batman together, too, I believe. Yes, they did. It was beautiful. Uh, our next book is March of Manhunter, uh, number one, written by Steve Orlando. Uh, I know you said you were not a fan of this book. Uh, yeah, Alex and I spoke before this podcast. We usually do a, a little bit of uh, pre-prep. And if I could put a bust sticker on anything and say, stay fucking far away, it would be this one. Steve Orlando, you did not do it again, my friend. I enjoyed this book. I didn't think it was great. What? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. The there's, art's terrible. There's two artists for this book. There's two artists for this book, I believe. What? Uh, but there's the art of whenever you see John in the present as a detective uh, looking like a human trying to solve a crime. And then there's the flashback to him as a Martian. But the art style is completely different for that. I thought it was an interesting take. Uh, the twist at the end was kind of predictable, but I'm really curious to see where this goes. And I love Martian Manhunter as a character. I don't think it's a, it's his strongest comic to date, but I'm curious to see where it goes. If you're a fan of Martian Manhunter, I say give it a chance. Yeah, if you're a fan of Martian Manhunter and also terrible comics, you should pick it up. I mean, if you're a Martian Manhunter fan, pick it up anyways. That way you can see for yourself just how shitty this thing is. Uh, our last book, and it's a DC book, is Shazam, written by Jeff Johns. Jeffrey Johns. Uh, which Matt and I are huge fans of Jeff Johns writing. So, you know, we're both looking forward to this. But to me, this was the disappointing book for me. And I still like the book, but I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was disappointing as well. Um, I hate the Shazam family. Yeah, I think that was my issue, issue too. And, like, I get it, but to include them in there. But I want it to be more narrowly focused on just Billy Batson himself. And not and now so he's like a, a group leader or some bullshit. Like yeah, I this mean, is dumb. The the, the Shazam family and like other people having powers has always been a part, always been a part of like his mythos, not always, but for a long time. But when Shazam hadn't had his own series for a while, and you get a writer as strong as Jeff Johns, I was hoping for a narrow, more narrow focused book. But I mean, who knows? He he could put it all together in the end. Yeah, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in this one turning it out. But I mean, Jeff Johns, if anybody could, it would be him. Yeah. And I'll be checking out the reviews later to see how it goes. And I'll probably, I mean, I generally read everything by him anyway, so I wouldn't be surprised if I just check it out later at some point. Yeah, I'll probably wait till a few trades are out before I make a decision that way. And now, as we do every single month, we're going to rank them. Uh, rank them. We got yeah. uh, we got 12 books here. Yeah. So do you want to go first? What was your least favorite? Yeah, coming in at number 12 is the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Martian Manhunter. Well, uh, that hurts a little bit. My number 12 is Goddess Mode for myself personally. It just didn't do enough for me. I don't hate that choice at all. Uh, number 11 is Killmonger. Uh, Barf. It was really bad. They tried to make everything like the movie, and it just didn't flow for me. Uh, my number 11 is Hardcore. Uh, like we talked about. Like, it has good potential, but it just didn't. Like, like Goddess Mode, I just need more from it. Interesting. I didn't know that you didn't like it, that, that you disliked it so much. Uh, my number 11 is Goddess Mode. Uh, maybe it'll go somewhere. I don't have a lot of faith yeah, right now. It's not a book like if I hear like a year from now the reviews have been great, then I will pick it back up. Well, I wouldn't be shocked, but it's definitely my one of my least favorite things I read this month. Uh, for me, it's going to be uh, probably the surprisingly the Miles Morales Spider Man. Interesting. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I've been reading Exiles, and I think that probably started my opinion because Exiles is my favorite original series of all time, and I just haven't liked what he's done with Blink uh, in that book. Um, number nine, I think, for me is Shazam. Uh, wasn't a fan. I think that's fair. I think that's a good spot for yeah, Shazam. Towards the bottom, not the worst thing I read. Uh, mine's going to be Killmonger. I enjoyed it, but 
I prefer a book that's going to have more of an impact on the 616 universe. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put Hardcore at number eight. Um, like Alex said, it just didn't quite live up to, I think, what the hype was going to be for it. Yeah, I think mine's going to be um, in line with you, but mine's going to be Shazam. Uh, so we're neck and neck on that one. Yeah, well, we're, we're pretty... It's about a middle-of-the-pack uh, book this month. Uh, let's see what we got left. Um, probably X-Force is my next one. Middle-of-the-pack, not bad by any means. Not my favorite X-Force ensemble. Uh, but still fairly well-written, just not my cup of tea. Mine's going to be Martian Manhunter. Uh, I liked it, obviously, quite a bit more than you did. But it is it's not the best thing this month or close to the best thing, in my opinion, that came out. Uh, so number six for me, I think number six, who the fuck knows, uh, is going to be Miles Morales Spider-Man. It was not the best, but it was fun. I thought I really liked the way it's it ended, so I got some hope for the future for it. Yeah, uh, Mine's going to be Season's Beatings. Uh, it's a fun holiday comic. Uh, go ahead and pick it up if you want to, if you're a diehard fan of Jason Latour or just love Deadpool or any of those teams. But it's definitely worth the read uh, in December of next year to get that Christmas spirit. Yeah, I actually might do the same uh, next year with it. Uh, my next favorite was going to be Batman Who Laughs. I like Scott, uh, Scott Snyder and Jock, but it, it started slow. It was a little weird, but I trust them with where it's going to go. Mine's uh, the next holiday book, the Hellboy Winter Special. Uh, I enjoyed it a bit more than Season's Beatings, uh, even though it's less holiday themed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is Season's Beatings. Uh, we're pretty much in line so far. I kind of like this. We're never this in sync, uh, which is also our favorite holiday album of the year. So go check it out next year. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays. What's your number four, Alex? Uh, mine's going to be the Batman who laughs. Uh, like you're my favorite thing, even though we're both huge Snyder fans. It's not my favorite Snyder thing. Uh, and I'm kind of hoping for at least more clarity in the end, which I'm sure I'll get. Uh, number three for me is the Hellboy Winter Special. I'll be reading that one next winter time. I don't even have to wait until uh, Christmas time to read that one. Uh, my number three is going to be X-Force. Uh, I enjoyed X-Force quite a bit. Uh, like I mentioned, it is, I'm hoping that it's going to be one of the stronger X-Books. I think we're off to a better start with the X-Books. We are going to work the old previous Blue and Gold series. Uh, and that leaves just Die and Prodigy. For both of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've never had this happen. It feels really cool. Uh, I'm going to put Die number two and Prodigy number one. I'm the opposite. Okay, uh, yeah. good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Mark Millar is fantastic. Uh, everything he does is is gold. Um, as far as this Die book, uh, it's a little clustery, uh, but it, it's going to sort itself out. I have no uh, difficulty with that. I mean, that. with Wicked and Divine ending, I feel like Die is a worthy successor or hope it will be a worthy successor. Yeah, it's a really book. big change of pace for from that book to this book, too, but it's it's really cool, especially with how prevalent Stranger Things is right now. Yeah. I think this kind of really goes in line uh, and kind of melds those two worlds. Yeah, I think like an adult Stranger Things. Yeah. It's kind of like dark in a way, that, that German Netflix show, if anyone watched that. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Oh, uh, wait. No, it's not, you dumb bitch. Okay. Uh, did you tell everybody what your favorite cover of the month was? Yeah, uh, No, actually, you'll be able to find uh, Matt and I's favorite cover of the month on our Instagram account. Yes. Um, we each have a different one. Uh, one of ours is a variant, so that's kind of neat. And the other one is just the, you know, from a really bad comic book that I might have <laughs> put at the bottom. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Check it out on our Instagram and see if you like them too. And now I want to say next week, actually later this week, you will actually have the hear the conclusion 
uh, of our year in rankings for everything. You're goddamn right. Do some toot and listen to the whole thing. Crank it out. Uh, but as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Don't actually do cocaine. Um, but go look at our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter. There's funny things on those things. Um, I love you. One love. Subscribe. Download. Uh, Bob Marley. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm rambling incoherently. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>